I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. If you build it, he will I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. What's coming up on the show today, Jared? What do you think? If you just Um, had to flat out guess, what do you think we'll be talking about? um, uh, Let's talk about... Let's really break down women's basketball. Yeah, that's uh, the, not it. The NCAA championship game. Because all we really talked about was the controversy. Let's really talk about the game. I think that's what we're going to do. Is that not right? That's not it. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a that's nice thought. What else could we talk about today? You know, there's a, there's a few things that I've already got on tap for tomorrow. Did you see what Hugh Freeze thought up? I did. I like it. I've seen. That I, I want to really I, talk about that. It, if you don't know, he was basically instead of having kind of a, a spring game slash scrimmage, you actually play somebody else. Would it be like a like a scrimmage where the coaches go, "Well, stop right here," and they go out there? You know, like, I don't know. Like some, I, like I haven't you, looked. I, I just saw the headline. I like the idea. I yeah, love so the idea. We're going to do that tomorrow. Also, um, my Tucker family beef of the week. Is something that I didn't. I'm almost beefing with myself because I didn't want to like this. I almost, almost beefed with myself too. I didn't want to like what I'm going to beef with, but it looks like it has, at least to begin with, really worked. Uh, and I, I and I want to uh, talk a bunch about. Are we going to have the same thing? No, I okay. doubt it. I, I seriously doubt it. Okay. I almost asked before we went on air without telling me, tell me what your beef is, so we're not <laughs> doubling up. But now that you say it, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, it's, I'm kind of beefing with myself because I really I didn't want to like this. I didn't want this to work, but I think it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the Masters. We'll make the picks at the end of the show. Uh, we talked yesterday. Um, make your picks. You can text them in, 225-9698 is the phone or the text line number. Make it your picks. Here's how you do it. You can pick anybody on the top three. But your fourth pick has to be somebody from outside of the top 25 in the official World Golf Rankings. I already got one sent in. I think that's... uh, And a couple of those are some familiar names. Yeah. On mine, anyways. Oh, really? Maybe not in that order. 
So that's how you do it. Yeah, this Pick isn't three. A, this isn't a contest. We're not giving away a well, prize. Well, we're going to give. You know what? I need to set up. I need to figure out how to set up the. Sarah National's giving away a bag, a golf bag. That's great. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> wow, Jimmy just texted that in. Thanks, Jimmy. Awesome. I was going to say, I need to figure out how to make a group on. Um, the 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 on uh, the Masters website to play right. the fantasy game. Not too hard. You can get on the app, I think. You think that's how you do it? I don't know. Maybe. I'll look. Maybe I can get Jimmy at least to donate maybe one of those cool shirts that they have over there at Sarah National. Oh, a t-shirt. Yeah, that's easy. Or if they want to donate a bag, we'll let them. But <laughs> it's probably a little late, man. The thing starts tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe. Should have been thinking about this earlier. Yeah. It's all right, though. That was that, Those picks came from... Uh, a guy whose team is uh, well behind mine in the standings in the NL Central. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah, we should have talked about the Rangers before they lost two in a row now. <laughs> yeah, the old brew crew. Wonder how the Mets are feeling. The Mets have taken a 10 nothing and a 9 nothing demolition so far. Yeah, there it is. I knew there was a fantasy game. I just got to create the group. The group will obviously be skinny on sports. So I'll get that created. Uh, and then we can play the master. Everybody can kind of play along with the Masters fantasy. It's like you pick a, a former champ, a, an international guy. They they kind of they lay it out for you uh-huh. on how you have to pick those. So we'll talk a bunch of Masters today. We've got our beefs of the week. Also, Thunder last night fall to the Golden State Warriors, one thirty six, one twenty five. It was it was entertaining as all get out for three quarters, and then the Warriors pulled away and won. So now the but. <clears throat> the Thunder, because everybody else around them keeps on losing, the Thunder still control their own destiny. We'll talk about that. Spring sports update uh, from a, a, f- a couple of different sports, and then the beef of the week right here off the top of the show. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. Talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in. 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com, download the app. The app's got it all. It's got the Penny News. It's got um, three radio stations, Penny News, brand new edition of that Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight at thepennynews.com. You can check out that. Um, we'll be headed to get the the actual Penny News today, so you can pick that up and hold it in your own hands. Some places tonight, most places by tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> and then the, the podcast, the Skinny on Sports podcast, is available on iTunes. It's available on kadsam.com. If you missed the show entirely, go back and check that out. And now it's on Amazon Music. It's on Spotify. I'm told Android. I don't know what that is. It's just a phone, isn't it? It's just in the email. It says Android. Okay. I don't know if Android hosts podcast. I don't know. Where, whatever. So we've kind of expanded where the podcast is actually going to not only just apple but if you're an amazon music subscriber i don't know know if you have to subscribe spotify so some some more outlets there so that's good okay so here's what i'm gonna do what are you doing i'm creating this on the fly oh you're doing it i was gonna do it too i'm gonna create this on the fly and everybody okay you got it figured out. So there's my past champion. 
You're putting your picks in and everything? You got to put your picks in and then create the the league or the group. Okay. Well, you do that. I'll do it as we move along, and then that way it'll be set up by the time we get done. Yeah, by the time um, we're done. Yeah. That's right. Last night, Thunderfall to Golden State, 136-125. Uh, man, it was, a, it was a fun game. It, it was an entertaining game. It was a close game for a lot of it. And then about midway through the fourth quarter, um, Golden State offensive rebounding just killed the Thunder. And one particular play, they got an offensive rebound. Steph hit a three. Thunder turned it over. Draymond gets a layup, and all of a sudden a tie game is five. D- uh, Dagnault gets a T. Uh, frustrated with the officiating, and, they, and that was kind of it. The Thunder never really got all the way back in the game after that. And so Oklahoma City, though still with two games left, one at Utah, which the Lakers did the Thunder a big-time favor last night, almost blowing that game to Utah. Instead, they held on to win. Um, and so Oklahoma City still in control of their own destiny. They, go, they play Utah tomorrow night. Then they finish up with Memphis at home. You wonder how much Memphis will have to play for, so that could be a break for Oklahoma City seeing um, the Grizz at that time. So two wins get you in the play-in. You lose either either of those games, especially if it's that game tomorrow night in Utah. It's hard to see the Thunder actually mm-hmm. getting there. Like almost that. The the Utah game I think is because of what you said about Memphis. I'm not sure they're going to be 100 percent as far as playing everybody, not right. health wise. But and uh, but Utah still obviously playing for something too. So Utah at Utah looks like a must, absolute have to win. Control your own destiny. Only worry about what you can control if you're the Thunder, and that's a big part of it is winning at Utah. Should be a good one. They played good last night for three quarters, just that fourth quarter. I started uh, – I didn't watch, and I was getting updates on my phone. Saw that they led up through the first, or leading at half, really close at the end of three. I thought, are they resting Curry? Or, you know, at, and they, no, he played. But um, Thunder played inspired last night, and clearly with the way Dagnall got that T, I saw some – some banter on the social media is like this guy clearly wants to win, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's not one of those you know process type games. He was they were wanting to win that game, and I think they'll come out with a little bit more fire, or not more fire, but they'll I think they'll be okay taking on Utah. Should be a fun game. Yeah, and, and the, the Jazz I mentioned yesterday you are going to be without um, Walker Kessler down low, the uh, leader in shot blocking as a rookie in the in the NBA. They're without him. Laurie Markinen didn't play last night against uh, the Lakers, but man, they almost came back from ten down with a minute forty, forced overtime. Uh, but then LA ends up winning that game. Yeah, that, that you know you don't you don't want to kind of pin all your hopes on Memphis not playing anybody, but I think that's going to be a break that the Thunder do get. With the way the schedule works, I'm gonna, I can't remember. Utah lost last night, and so Memphis. Let's see, can they get to the top? They're two games behind in the loss column. They're two back with three to play, and so there there could be the outside chance. There's there's, an, there's the ripple effect of what's Denver got left. You know. Well, that's what I'm about to tell yeah. you, Jared. At the Suns. 
uh, Thursday, at Utah Saturday, and then Sacramento Sacramento Sunday at two thirty, which isn't that what time? That's Memphis Oklahoma City play at the same time. So you're not going to get that break of playing later and already knowing Denver beat Sacramento. Okay, never mind, Jaw. You're sitting. You know whoever else you're sitting at Phoenix at Utah. I mean, obviously the the Nuggets could do. Oklahoma City a huge favor, even in a loss to Utah, if they were able to win that game. But man, that's at Phoenix at Utah. Gosh, that that loss last night at Houston that Denver suffered just a inexplicable loss. That's one that has a big time ripple effect all the way down to the Thunder because you win that game, then you're three up with three to play, and all it takes is one Memphis loss, one Denver win. And the thing is sealed. Mm-hmm. Now you've got you know the, the possibility of getting swept and Memphis sweeping. So that's something we're probably not going to know until you know maybe even tip off time or the day before or whatever uh, how how Memphis is going to play that. Um, and, and then it could also be something you know, when you start to look around, maybe a team has somebody picked out. You know these top two have somebody picked out that they think could be a play in team. You know get into the seventh seed. Maybe Memphis is more comfortable with the matchup. Of who they think might be seventh, right? Yeah, as opposed, you know, Thunder have kind of rolled it up on them at times. Uh, you know, maybe they would rather play somebody besides, you know, if Oklahoma, you know, the, right? It, it, it's hard to project that though with four teams in that play-in deal. So, uh, but it, uh, Thunder, it's it's simple: win two, you're in, no matter what else happens happens around you. You lose, especially that Utah game, then things start to get a little bit hairy uh, with two games left. Uh, you Dallas losing tonight would go a long way into helping the Thunder out uh, because at that point then they would have that game in hand. They, they would have enough, They would essentially have a mulligan, especially if Utah would lose another game uh, right. as far as Dallas goes. And that game uh, tonight against the Kings, so Sacramento could do the Thunder a big-time big time, uh, help if, if they could win that game. Got some spring sports updates for you. I actually went out and, uh, to Ackley Park yesterday and watched uh, Elk City play kingfisher yeah the elks completed the sweep of the that two game district series uh 14 nothing over the yellow jackets man it was a tough day to be an outfielder yesterday dude oh, I could, I <laughs> it was even, such a tough day oh. to be an outfielder uh with the wind that wind blowing and and really the dust in the air it was hard to see the ball you know yeah, it, yeah. It, it was just and, and kingfisher probably made some mistakes that they wouldn't normally make uh, that allowed the elks to kind of pour it on uh, so Elk City wins 14 nothing. They're now in a, a two-way tie. It was a four-way tie heading into this week in District 4A4. Now that tie is down to two with Elk City and Weatherford as the Eagles swept Clinton uh, 25-11 in the first game. I think they beat them 9-5 yesterday. Uh, so Elk City and, and Weatherford on top. Kingfisher and Clinton tied for third. Those uh, series look like this next week. Elk City will get Clinton, Weatherford will get Kingfisher, and then the following week, It'll be the Elks and Weatherford, Kingfisher, and Clinton. So everything's going to become that muddy picture starting this week will clear right up after uh, when we're sitting in here two weeks from today. It's like all roads point to Elk City, Weatherford for the for the top of, di- of the district. The one advantage I think the Elks have, uh, I'm sure the tiebreaker is the the differential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, the Elks have gotten the ten run the ten run differential in every single district game. Uh, Weatherford has an 8-4 win over over uh, Woodward, uh, so they're missing six runs there. And then last night, uh, w- with the 9-5 win, you know they're missing that those six. So, you know the Elks, you don't want to think like this, but if 
if things hold where they are right now after next week, then you could afford a, a split and still win the day. That's not what you want to do, obviously. No. You want to go ahead and, and win Just both. take but care I, of them all, yeah. That's something that, that might come into play there uh, as a possibility in that series. But first things first, I mean, Elk City and Clinton, that's something that's going to be fun. And next Monday, if you haven't seen it yet, you get a chance to see Cash on, on the mound at home in Ackley Park. So that'll be – that could be a treat next Monday I against Clinton. I don't think Clinton. I'm doing anything. I might have to – I'm sure it's a 5 o'clock start. Head on over there. Yeah, uh, it'd be fun. Um, Also yesterday, Elk City Tennis. Both teams won. Oh, they played tennis They played tennis here yesterday. And both Elk City teams were victorious. And then, something that we haven't even really mentioned yet, but we noticed on the football field that there was an immense amount of speed out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's carried over to the track. The 4 by 100 meter relay team for Elk City, at least in 4A, they have the state's best time. They improved on it yesterday, 43.3, and they finished, Devin finished, into that wind. School record's like 42.48, and they're right around, yesterday probably sub 43 if he's not running into that wind to finish. So uh, they got the best time in 4A this year. They, they moved up They uh, on Saturday, I think it was. They went to Edmond, and it was nothing but 6A, 5A schools. That that team finished fifth. Wow. And were beaten by just, you know, the Stillwaters and Bixby's and that kind of. Yeah. Uh, so a really good opportunity for that 4x100-meter relay team to be the state champ. Do you know who that in is? Class Do you have names? Yeah, it's Cooper Garrino, Cooper Patton, Matthew Thompson, and uh, Devin Simmons. All guys we saw fly up and down the football yeah. field at different times. That's funny. At one point during the season, uh, talking with some other guys, um, and the discussion went to who's the fastest on the team. Well, I think right here, I don't think that proves it, but it's pretty cool that all four of them are on the same team and they're, they're relaying right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and another guy that would have been in the mix had he not gotten hurt would have been Garza, Tucker Garza, yep. that we saw yep. little flashes from. Yep. He'd have been in that mix as well, I think, uh, at least kind of pushing each other. <clears throat> on a daily basis but yeah that's uh, that's fun stuff there and then it's not listen we also we not we don't just celebrate the academic ch- achieve or the uh, athletic oh, ach- achievements i'm glad you saw that we uh, we celebrate the academic achievements the oklahoma basketball uh, the oklahoma girls <clears throat> basketball coaches association uh, academic all-state team came out uh addy and jordan hoffman are on that team from weatherford bregan barnett who is not only a great basketball player, she's also one of the best shooters with a shotgun in the state of Oklahoma, and she's also the valedictorian out at Merritt. So Bregan was on this academic All-State team, Sydney Hampton from Thomas. But then, what an unbelievable accomplishment. Five, five Elk City Elkettes are academic All-Staters. Campbell Rainey, Jill Metter, Riley Wyatt, Abby Joe uh, Robbins and Kira Koslow. Congratulations to all five of those ladies uh, for being able to be named onto the academic all state team. Everybody else as well, obviously. That's a that's a heck of an accomplishment uh, for all those gals. So congratulations to uh, to everybody there making it onto that academic all state team. And Coach Ham's got to be uh, just proud, yeah, as he could possibly be uh, to have five five. I, I've never even seen that. And it's one thing I to have that, two. Yeah, I saw that list and I scrolled down like one, 
too. Yeah. All like, oh my goodness! They have wow. a whole, they have a whole a whole five wow. yeah. <laughs> man ro- five woman rotation. That's that's cool. Uh, that's academic all state. So, so good job, ladies. Good job. That's you know your role models on the court and obviously off the court too. That's cool. One hundred percent. I've also I don't know I, some interesting things going on in Elk City girls basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like a Hall of Fame coach is going to coach the seventh graders. It's pretty awesome. What? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'll huh. say. Skinny on sports coming back. Tucker family. Beef of the week next. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, ninety-eight point one FM, the Sports Animal. Do you ever, Jared? Do you ever get through the week where you kind of get like a, a day ahead or a day behind, all like, the, all in the your time. mind, like when you yep. think it all the time? I clearly did that last night when I was doing the locks. What, what day did you think today was? Thursday. <laughs> See, I know why you did. You're you're wanting it to be Thursday. I'm wanting it to be you're Thursday. You're wanting it to be thursday because about this time in 24 hours we're gonna have oh i'll have it on everybody's gonna be teeing yeah, i'll be telling tomorrow's you what, show's what gonna happened. be just it's gonna be crap because we're gonna be distracted well that's not right jared <laughs> good grief we don't have a sponsor tomorrow if we had a sponsor we might put a little bit more effort oh into. well that's true <laughs> we're gonna have a ipad or something my on goodness tonight. gracious jared that is uh, awful. yeah so sports uh, go you, ahead uh, you uh, know what's not you awful talk i'll watch this i'll tell you what's not awful oh yeah, the, the bunker tucker family beef Mm-mm, that's great tucker family beef is not awful matter of fact it is one of the most delicious things you can possibly consume around your dinner table it's locally born raised fed and processed prime beef okay you have uh, different options to purchase it you know the the beauty of what they can do is they can sell you individual cuts a lot of a lot of the you know the producers can't necessarily do that because they're not through the USDA process of being able to sell you something individually. So if you just want a ribeye, you can either get on online, tuckerfamilybeef.com on their website. Go check it out on their Facebook page as well, the Tucker Family Beef Facebook page. But you can order just a ribeye if you want to try it out. Once you do that, you're going to decide, you know what, I want more of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it Wait, won't take go long. Ahead, just go ahead and order a whole bunch. You don't order one at a time. So You're going to want a lot of it. You might try the bundle before you want to jump all the way both feet in, which they've got different bundles with different cuts, you know, hamburger, different steak cuts, uh, and some roast and that kind of thing. Or you'll probably just decide, and I know that there's uh, this is definitely available right now, and it can be in your freezer by May 1st. And that is the bulk beef, where you can buy a quarter, a whole, a half of beef from Tucker Family Beef. For me, I would recommend that. I would recommend that route because it gives you the best quality beef at the lowest possible price that you could possibly purchase. It's just awesome stuff. Um, so 
visit uh, Tucker Family Beef's website at uh, tuckerfamilybeef.com. You've got the Facebook page. And just give Monty a call, 580-374-5444, and talk with him about that. uh, The highest of recommendations from uh, both of us and the quality of what you get with Tucker Family Beef. So now that brings us to the beefs of the week. Jared, go ahead. You can be first this week. I can be. Your, what is your beef of the week? I I debated. I had like th- three on my mind. Uh, one of them it actually involves beef. Kind of told you this yesterday. It's not really sports related. Well, it can be if you think about it. We all eat hamburgers that you know probably watching a game. I made a, a, a hamburger, and I put. I finally tried it with the grilled onions on the burger, and it was delicious. Yeah. And I just I'm beefing with myself because. I've been I'm 39 and I've been missing out on onion burgers like that. I'm ashamed. Anyways, that that's not my beef. I also thought about okay, you know I'm really, really uh, ticked off with Bud Light and in the the route they're going with their advertising. I think you know what I'm talking about. I won't dive too much into it. And if you are too, just bring your Bud Light to me and I'll take <laughs> care of it for you. I'll dispose of that Bud Light. I don't know it's a it's it's so infuriating. I've seen people post on facebook about it kid rock shooting it with his gun all that stuff if you l- listen just drop it by 220 south pioneer drop off your bud light if you got a problem with what they're doing now i'll take care of that but i'll get rid of it for you you don't have to worry about it okay save room in your trash can bring it to me don't worry about it no questions asked okay but my real beef of the week is going to be one dawn staley and her post game rant that she went on after losing to Iowa last Friday. And she didn't so much talk about the game itself, but created this narrative that people were talking bad about her team when no one really was. And it just kind of goes along the same route that she took uh, by canceling a game with BYU. I don't think that was this season. Was the season before? Was it last season? Where there was uh, a since-debunked claim that BYU said some bad things about a Duke player. They were supposed to play South Carolina. They went and canceled the game. When it was really a volleyball did. game, it was a, yeah, a vol- it was a volleyball. It was a volleyball game, yeah. and and it was debunked way before she canceled. Way, but she just yes. continued to do it. She yeah. had a problem with uh, Iowa's coach saying um, it's going to be a, I think she said bar fight, and she took that and 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 ran with it as as being racist. Let's call it what it is, and it wasn't. And um, then she, in the post-game rant that she went on, wasn't about the game really itself. It was about um, made-up narratives. It's kind of the words I've been using. Uh, I'm, it's, it's wearing me out. So I got a beef with Don Staley. I know it stings. Your perfect season was broken. You didn't get the ultimate goal that everybody thought you're going to get they look like they're the clear favorites in the in women's basketball all season long and caitlin clark shut him down got the win she didn't like it so she tried to change it from not the fact that you lost the game but the fact that other people around you aren't what you say they are i got a problem with you don uh don staley that's my beef of the week yeah, Angel Reese is getting into that Don Staley territory right now. As uh, yesterday, she's not getting into it. She's <laughs> she may have gone first in, above, yeah, and beyond, right? As uh, she made the comment yesterday that uh, after after Doctor Jill, well, it's she's not a doctor. After Jill <laughs> Biden uh, mentioned that they she wanted maybe both teams to the 
uh, White House to celebrate. Caitlin Clark once again took the high road and said, listen, the the runner-up never goes. Let LSU enjoy that time. Angel Reese said, ah, we don't want to go see the Bidens, but we would go to the Obama's house. Wonder why. Wonder why she said that. One could only speculate. It's pretty crazy. Okay, so my beef of the week this week, I'm going to beef at myself. You are beefing at yourself. I'm going to beef at myself. I did not want the pitch clock I knew it to work. I, I didn't it. want it to work. I wanted it to fail miserably and everything be the same and that way we could just get rid of the silly notion that it matters. And then yesterday Jeff Passan, which is one of the, the main national writers for Major League Baseball, he tweeted out some stats. So the first four days of the Major League Baseball season are encompassed here. In 2023, it was 50 games. A year ago, it was 49. The average time of the games a year ago, three hours, nine minutes. The average time of the game this season so far, two hours, 38 minutes. So they have shaved 31 minutes off of the games. But it's not just that. That alone wouldn't necessarily convince me, okay, this is working. But here's what does convince me that it's working. It's changing the game at least with these numbers, through four. And I realize that's a really small sample size. But it, it looks like it might be changing the game back to the way I like to see it played. And here's what I mean by that. A year ago, the batting average through the first four games was 230. On-base percentage, 308, uh, slugging 374. This year, batting average, 245. On-base percentage, 323. Slugging 392. And then how about this? I, and this is not a consequence. I could have ever imagined work uh, being a part of this, but, it, but it's the only thing you can point to, at least so far. A year ago, there were only 43 attempted stolen bases in four games. 29 of those were successful. 67% clip. This year, through four, 84. Almost, almost double the amount of attempts. 70 successful stolen bases. Now that's a, that's two and a half times higher. It's because the bases are bigger through four games. <laughs> that, that's incredible, though. And then and and here's and here's there was 50 games. There was only 40 violations called. So it's not like it's happening multiple times in every game. It's not even happening once a game. Right. The pitch clock appears to have been. A wonderful idea. Okay, my only beef with all of that is if the game's speeding up, can we make the, the ticket prices a little cheaper since we're not there as long? Because <laughs> well, I've been looking at tickets. I'm like, my goodness, i got to pay an arm and a leg. But you're right. I was kind of with you. I thought this is going to not ruin the game, but change it enough I'm not going to like it. And I hardly notice it, and it does feel like the games are going, albeit just about 30 minutes faster, but still faster. It's a it, it feels like a faster pace, and that means a more entertaining product. It's a big reason why we like fast pitch softball at the college level. That's very it's true. Just a faster pace. It's a pace. Yep. Yeah. 
And so here's what I would ask Major League Baseball with the numbers we saw from the NCAA Women's Tournament. You've done well here. Give us some afternoon World Series games. Yeah. Give us some afternoon games in the World Series. It's obvious it works for TV So as far as the ratings go, so give us some of those. We get some in the Saturdays in the early rounds, but... But not the World not, Series. Not, I meant like, no, in the... In the playoffs. In the No, the World Series, sometimes you get Saturday afternoon games. You so It's do? like the loser's bracket. Are you talking... Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking what are you baseball. Talking about? I'm talking... I was thinking something. I was going to say, when is the last time we've had an afternoon World Series I didn't, I didn't switch game? off of uh, women's college World Series. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry okay. about I that. I got you, I got you. I was still thinking women's uh, college World Series. Okay. So those are your Tucker family beefs of the week. Thank you again to Monty, Danielle, Tommy, Nelda. We saw all those folks out at the uh, Home and Garden Expo, or Farm and Garden Expo, Farm and Home Expo. Farm and Home, that's what it is now. Anyway, we saw them all out there throughout the the weekend. Uh, It's good to see them, and uh, we appreciate them. Listen, it's the best beef you can buy. Easily. TuckerFamilyBeef.com is the website. Check out their Facebook page, Tucker Family Beef, and also uh, you can just call Monty, 580-374-5444. Four. All right, Jared, it's Masters time. I can't believe we've gotten to midway through the second segment of Wednesday. Where's the piano? And really haven't talked Masters. Where's the piano music? Everybody does that. <laughs> we'll do it like this. <laughs> I think I actually have the uh, ringtone. <laughs> okay, I've got some interesting stats for you, Jared. Go for it. Number one, Jack Nicholas played 45 Masters and won six times. You got it? Are you going to play it? Uh, I want to okay. switch my ringtone to it. I, I should have done that on Monday, right? All right. Oh, yeah, there it is. Hmm. Can this just be the bed for the fi- for the last Hello, friends. 40 minutes of the show? Welcome to Augusta. <laughs> That's the way it is every time. All right, so Jack played 45 Masters. Okay. In his first Masters, there was a guy named Fred McLeod in the field. Fred McLeod was born in 1882. In Jack's last Masters, there's a guy that people actually know this name, Casey Wittenberg, played at OSU. He was born in 1984, so there's a 102-year span of people that played against Jack Nicklaus in the Masters. That's just one of the reasons why you love it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, How long has it – okay, do you know how many – first-time winners there's been, meaning the first time they played the Masters, they won the golf tournament. Do you know how many there have been? I should. That's probably a stat everybody knows. Um, Less than a handful. Three. Three. Okay. Horton Smith, who won the first one. So, you know, there has to be at least one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Duh. So, Horton Smith in 1934. The next year, Gene Sarazen won in his first try in 1935. Hmm. And then the last time it happened, 1979, Fuzzy Zeller. So it hasn't happened since 1979. Some of y'all might have wanted to know that in your picks, considering one of the picks was a guy that's playing in his first Masters. Matter of fact, two of of the four from Young Will had first-timers. Hadn't happened since 1979. How many back-to-back winners do you think there have been, Jared? A little more than a handful. I would... Uh, let's go with, I don't know, nine. Threes are wild, Jared. There's three? Just three. Okay. Thinking name Tiger, these? Tiger, no, I can't. No. I'll just try. Tiger? One. Yeah. 
Jack? Two. This one's a little tougher. Yeah, there's going to be a, uh, an obscure name. Again. It's not obscure. So, couples? Uh, no, Fred uh, just won once. Um, not Spief. It's it's in the Fred Couples era. 1989 and, ni- uh, 1989 and 1990. Uh, tell me. Drink your coffee, then tell me. Nick Faldo. Faldo, okay. It's not how it works, Dakota, but... <laughs> you get to pick three, Dakota. Three and then a you can... dark horse from outside the top 25. I actually put that name... We'll, we'll get to it. Okay, so the par three is today. Yes. Fun who, event. Fun event. Who would you, you know, because when, when you see the par three today, it's it's a more of a family event. It's a right. lot more laid back. Right. Very few of those guys actually have their caddy caddying for them in yeah. the par three. Who would you ask to caddy for? Well, them? because you just said it, it's a family event. Can I have more than one? Sure you can. Because I don't think one of my kids could carry my bag. Well, you know, that a lot but, of times they take the little bag because they only need like three or four Yeah, plugs. That's true. But I can't take one kid without the other, right? <laughs> you better not. <laughs> no. So I'd, I'd take my girls. I'd, I'd take my girls. Girls would be the caddies. My, yeah. How about you? Yeah, it, I mean. If it wasn't so much a family event, uh, I'd take you. You know, I'd take somebody I mean, that had some fun. And, that's really but, who I was hoping you were going to say. Well, but, but you know, we would probably drop some, some bad language for those other kids shouldn't hear. But. Oh, not there. I think, they, <laughs> I think you kind of get zapped if that happens. <laughs> Outside of Tiger, yeah. he's the only one that doesn't get zapped. Uh, yeah, this I guess, you know, the, the who I'd want to take isn't here, so that can't happen. So I guess you know, make Wyatt do it. Make him do it. Make Wyatt do it. <laughs> and you know, honestly, if if I was going to make Wyatt do it, I'd probably have the whole bag just to kind of beat him down a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I guess it would have to be, it'd have to be Wyatt or Kara. They're both in good enough shape to do it. Can't the caddies take a swing, too? I've oh, seen that. Jack's grandson made an he ace. Made, yeah, that's right. On number nine. Because I know Katie like, hey, Dad, can I can I try? Can I try, Dad? Yeah, probably might, just might one at the end there. Slip in, slip in her wedge in my bag. A lot of times they let a putt toward, when, toward the end. Yeah. You know, the the kids you see them putting. So that's uh, that, that's always a cool event. Starts today. I mean, this is like Masters is starting today. Once you see that par three, it's like, all right, here we go. The top three are playing incredible golf heading into this. Um, Scotty Scheffler's number one in the world. Rory McIlroy, number two. John Rahm, number three. Uh, to give you an idea of what I mean about incredible golf. So, uh, Scotty Scheffler has played ten events this year. Two wins. And since November, okay, since November, he's gone tie third, tie ninth, second, tie seventh, tie eleventh, win, tie twelfth, tie fourth, win, fourth nothing worse than tie 12th and since november he won at phoenix he won the players rory's only played six events his last three right he has one win and then last three tie second at bay hill he actually missed the cut of the players then he tied uh, he got third in the match play and then rom rom's a little bit different he's played nine events he's won three times but I'll tell you, the first six of those nine were tie fourth, tie eighth, win, win, tie seventh, third, win. His last three, though, tie 39th at Bay Hill, he had to withdraw from the players, and then he didn't make the, you know, he got beat out of the the match play in his pool. 
So maybe his form isn't quite as sharp as the other two. But it's been a long time since it felt like the best three. You know, and it feels like they are separated from everybody else right now. Those three, and they all have a really nice form headed into the tournament. Yeah, you're saying all the reasons why I'm going <laughs> to pick a, couple, a lot of those guys. Of these guys, yeah. Okay, so outside of those top three, mm-hmm. who do you kind of like heading into Augusta? Uh, because he's been playing well. I don't have the numbers in front of me, just just from what I've seen, and and I'm seeing more confidence out of this guy. Um, he's currently ranked 55th. It's Ricky Fowler. He's not in the tournament. He's not in this thing. Nope. Got to be in the top fifty. Son of a biscuit. Yeah, he ain't in. Okay, I had a backup. I had a backup. It was a uh, Fleetwood. I should have let Fleet, you pick him. Fleet, you should have. You should have. <laughs> Don't pick him yet. You're, you're making your picks right now. We're gonna wait till I the last. I thought you were asking me who. Outside. No, just who do you like? I mean, who? Oh. Anybody else? I mean, like for instance. A guy that seems to play awesome here about every year, no matter how well or he is or isn't playing heading into the tournament, is like Jordan Spieth. Spieth seems to be on the leaderboard at Augusta, and his stats prove it. This will be his 10th Masters. So in nine tries, he's been in the top six, ten times, or I'm sorry, the top ten, six times. Mm-hmm. And the top five, which all these were top threes actually, so five times in the top three out of nine tries. And he seems to be kind of regaining a little bit of form here and there. You know, Xander Shoffley's a guy that always seems to be on the leaderboard at the Masters. I wonder about Colin Morikawa. His stats are awesome hitting the golf ball. And that's something that's changed over the years with the with the way they've changed the course, lengthening it to try to protect it and, you know, and make it play the way it was originally designed to play. It's become more of a ball striker's paradise as opposed to the putting contest it was for a lot of the years. Now, listen, you still have to putt, and that's clearly probably his downfall um, in his game, but he can hit it with anybody. There's no doubt about that. Uh, to answer your question, he was Zalatoris. Yeah, he's another one that can hit it. He was there was last year. He was right there mm-hmm. throughout putting. God, would you see him putt a two-footer? And he lines it up off the toe and then whips it around. It's hard to imagine that winning the Masters, but you never know. He might be able to ball strike it so well that he can do it. I'd love to see Hovland break through, but you you know, believe it when I see it, right? Short game, man. Chipping. The chipping for him. I think his best finish is like tied 21st. He's only played, I think this is his fourth. But it's it's hard to see that with, with the way that he... Just kind of a one-trick pony around the greens. He doesn't seem to have the shots required, at least yet. What do you make of Rory's chances? I mean, he's a guy that has been trying to get to the career grand slam now for eight straight years here to start the year at Augusta. Hasn't been able to do it. His finishes are strong, though. Um, Yeah, his finishes are, but his starts, I think, are the problem. There's always one bad round. Yeah. And it sometimes it's the first round, sometimes it's the third round. Sometimes you know, it, it, there's no there's no necessary necessarily a pattern of when it happens, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys when you when you look back at the winners, you know maybe they had a little bit of a of a struggle in a round, but they were able to hold it together and shoot one under, shoot even. You know, maybe even two under if they get you know hot at the end. Seems like Rory when his bad round happens. 
it ends up being 74, a couple over par. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, he had, like last year, the brilliant ending to, to what he did to finish second a year ago. But it wasn't really in contention second, right? I mean, he just he came and he shot the great final round. And it, and it does seem like he has some backdoor top tens or top fives in this tournament where he plays great on Sunday. But at one point in the first three rounds, he shot himself out of it. Right. And, of course, no, you can never forget, I think, 2010 when he had the golf tournament in his hands on the, on the 10th tee and he hit a tee shot where nobody has ever hit it in the history of Augusta National over there by the cabins that you didn't even know were left of that, of that fairway. Uh, you know, how much are those demons still there? How much does he just put so much pressure on himself to try to complete the career grand slam? Oh, is that? There is that. It doesn't seem like it happened last night with the Champions Dinner, but do you think there will be any live PGA drama off the course? I don't. I, I think I'm going to say no. I'm starting to wonder if the the brass at Augusta has told them we're leaving. Don't bring that here. Don't bring that drama here during the, during your post round interviews. You didn't hear a lot of it in the pre in the interviews leading up. I kind of got a feeling that it's like that you do not bring that drama here. This is Augusta. Do as I say. Kind of. I don't think they had to. You don't think I had to have any kind of conversation? I don't. Or any kind of memo sent out? Nope, because I think that those guys... Respect Augusta res- enough yes. to not... And I can see that, yes. too. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, even Rory said that like, yesterday. Like an unspoken rule. Or- he said he said that you know he's out playing with Brooks Kepka today, nine holes, which that's you know one of the few we've seen kind of live PGA pairings to go out even in the practice rounds. And he said, you know, he was asked why, and he said, "Listen, this place, this tournament, this 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 is bigger than that." And I think that's the way a lot of those guys view that, and and that it is. And, and the last thing you want to do is be like a former champion of this tournament and get booted out. You know what I'm saying? Like you do not want to do that. Right. Yeah. So I, I think there, I don't think there will be any of that because. Uh, there's the reverence that the, that these guys have for this golf tournament in particular and the way that it's handled. So I, I, I think that'll be something that maybe the media tries to draw to drum up and the guys will just tamp it down. Now, the weather forecast does not look good. Rain, especially Friday and Saturday. I just saw a quote from Joe LaCava, uh, Tiger's caddy, talking about you know what would be his chances if he had, and he's like, man, I don't know how he could – you know, a delay in him having to play 27 holes in one day, I don't see how he can do it. Yeah. You know, so uh, the rain, if it does come, in my opinion, changes a whole bunch of things, especially because it looks like with this rain, the wind will be out of the north, which the way that that course faces, north winds mean 13, the par 5, which has been lengthened. Uh, they built a new tee box back up in the trees. You know, that's one where people were whipping around the corner with the three wood and hitting like six and seven irons into the green in two. They pulled that back to where the ball is kind of stopping more in the 220 range on the side hill slope, the, the ball above your feet, almost like swinging a baseball bat. But then also into the wind. Also on 15, the par five that has the water in front, the water in back, you know, the famous shot down the hill that you see each and every year. Mm-hmm. It'll play into the wind. 
And with the wet conditions, if it does rain a bunch, I think it changes this tournament immensely. Because if the big, long hitters can't eat up the par fives and have that huge advantage that they would have normally, it brings so many more people into this. And so many diff- so many more different styles into this. If everybody's laying up on par fives. Then it's, you know, it's a Zach Johnson winning the Masters, you know, when he did because of the cold, rainy conditions. And then wedging it becomes so much more important than maybe it would be if guys are knocking knocking it on the green with long irons. Yeah. No, this uh, forecast looks not it's good. It's not good. 96% chance of rain on Saturday, 76% on Sunday. Yeah, it's not. Don't know the timing of that, but that's just a, it's a not good. whole day thing. It's not going to – and cold, too. And, yeah, I mean, today – It's hot today. It's hot, It's 86, but it's Friday, 75, it's 64% chance. And the Saturday's down. I'm sorry, uh, Thursday <clears throat> is an 18% chance, high of 86, but then it gradually gets cooler. Saturday looks like Oklahoma weather, 53. Yeah, it's in the 50s. <laughs> and, and rainy. Well, I wish it was rainy here. But. Yeah. So that that's going to play, in my opinion, that will play – a big part in this. Oh yeah. And and how how the course plays and I think that brings a lot of different guys back into this event that maybe would have a, a way outside chance. Now, you know, give them a puncher's chance or even better if the the length disadvantage is negated because nobody can get to the par fives and two anyway. And I will tell you this, it affected my picks Assuming that it's going to, it affected my my picks immensely. Did it? Yep, okay. it did. So give us yours. Two two five nine six nine eight. Top three plus a little bit of a, your your dark horse has to be outside the top twenty five official world golf rankings. We'll make our Masters picks coming up next on a Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. It's Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. I have an idea of perfection: the perfect swing of the club or bat the perfect form on the free throw line that perfectly plays spiral football and especially those perfect grill marks on a high quality cut of locally sourced prime beef it takes lots of time to perfect quality but a quick simple call or message to tucker family beef can put locally born raised fed and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. Are you crying? Are you crying? The skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Welcome back. Skinny on sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping up a Tucker Family Beef Wednesday with our Masters Picks. We would like to see yours. 225-9698. Who are you picking for the Masters? Give us your top three and a uh, a dark horse that's outside the top 25 in the official world golf rankings. All right, Jared. It's that time. So give us your Masters picks. In what order do you want these? I want you to go dark horse. Three, two, and the guy you have the most confidence in winning the, in winning the golf okay. tournament. Okay, my dark horse 
I kind of let the cat out of the bag. I'll go with Tommy Fleetwood. He's always a guy I've liked. He's a solid player, and I, I just he stays solid. It can give him a shot. He's he's ranked um, obviously outside the top twenty-five. I have a twenty-seven. I considered Abe Answer, um, mainly just because he's an OU guy and he's around that area. About he's ranked thirty-one, um, and even Jason Day, maybe Justin Rose, but Tommy Fleetwood is my dark horse wild card Masters pick. Number three for me is a guy that uh, that Craig turned me on to a couple of days ago, hearing him talk about his stats, looking him up, and um, he's a young guy from uh, I believe South Korea, Tom Kim. Tom Kim, he's an that's will pick Tom Kim as I, well. That's, I saw that, that's why I kind of hey, yeah, we're on the same page with that one. A lot of his stats have him ranked very high according to PGATour.com. Uh, first in scrambling from the French, third in bogey avoidance, uh, par three score, he's, he ranks third, uh, drive accuracy fourth. Uh, he's only 20 years old. He's doing stuff that a guy that we're all very familiar with has been doing, was doing when he was that young at the one Tiger Woods, uh, winning everywhere. Um, so expect to hear, I expect to hear his name a lot this week, and that's Tom Kim. Number two, a guy we're used to hearing is John Rahm. Um, I know a little apprehensive because of how he's finished and then how he hasn't played the last couple of weeks, but he's a competitor. I think he'll show up uh, this weekend as well. We all know about his stats. And number one, we mentioned the um, back-to-back winners. I'll go, I'll go with Scheffler, number one man. I, I, I think he's playing great golf for everything you said earlier. Um, and that's what I really lean on. It's I, I kind of keep going with how I pick the NCAA basketball tournament. Who is playing hot? Who's doing good right now? Uh, Scotty Scheffler is playing really good right now. I've always been a big believer that in this Masters tournament is momentum and how you've been playing leading up to this. He's been playing really well uh, this early uh, part of the year, and I think it continues to. So there we go. How about you? Interesting. I did not pick Scheffler just because of the back-to-back thing. The but back, it's it's, pro- yeah. it's dumb, though, to not have him in your top three because the dude has been awesome. Uh, like your Ron pick, he's played really well. Uh, his first and his last appearance were tied 27th. In between there, a fourth, a ninth, a seventh, and a fifth. I didn't pick either one of them. And a big part of it is because of the conditions. See the rain. The, I'm not good at evaluating who plays good in bad weather and who doesn't. I, I'm not good at that. I just really go with overall talent, good or bad weather. That's I just stuck with it like that. So all right, Dakota's got Kepka, Cam Smith, Tony Finau, and Justin Rose. I felt like it was cheating to pick Kepka as my dark dark horse. He actually picked him to win the tournament though, so it's not like he did that. Will picked Rory, Cam Smith, Tom Kim, and Sahith Tagala as his dark horse. That'd be a good story. A couple of first timers there. Uh, in Will's uh, four-man lineup. I always go with experience around this joint. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And you mentioned who I picked as the dark uh, as my dark horse. I picked Jason Day. Uh, he has been rounding into form. He's been hurt a little bit over the last handful of years. But when you look at what Jason Day has done at the Masters, four top tens, three top fives. And then he's been hurt the last couple of years 
Uh, but then his game overall, tied 5th, tied 19th, tied 10th, tied 9th, 5th, tied 8th, uh, tied 7th, tied 8th. He's been playing well, and he has a nice master's pedigree. So I went Jason Day uh, as my dark horse. I've got Rory third. Rory's been good here. Seven top tens, four top fives in his uh, 14 appearances. So half the times he's played, he's been in the top ten. It feels like he has ironed out the driver issues that he kind of had at the first of the season. Played great down at the match play. Could have won Bay Hill. Got that miscut in between there at the players that makes you a little bit concerned. But eventually he's going to win this golf tournament and complete the, the career Grand Slam. He's just going to. So I've got Rory third. And then these next two are strictly because they've had success here and because of the conditions which means wedging. I've got Spieth second. In nine Masters, he's made the top ten six times, five top threes of those nine appearances. He's starting to round into some form, but there's something about this place that he plays well. He missed the cut last year, but I'm going to let that just go mm-hmm. as an anomaly. And then my pick to win it is a guy that I think is the best. He's the best wedge player that has a chance to win with the most shots like if you just said who's the best wedge player it'd be tiger or phil you know but those guys aren't those guys aren't winning but this guy has all the shots and i think a big part of what's going to happen this week when it starts raining and the thing gets soft is being able to play different shots with wedges to control the spin control things on layups to par fives if the wind blows and it forces you to, all those different type of things. And there's one guy that, to me, has separated himself in being able to hit all the shots with the wedges, and that's Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas has – he plays golf shots. He plays golf, not golf swing, not – you know, he he doesn't just have this – like cookie-cutter mentality to the game of golf, like a lot of these guys do, just bomb it down there, rip a wedge back, da-da-da. He can play all the shots. And I think that's going to be – it's always required around there to a certain extent, and I think that gets it even more in being able – when you can't just bash it into the par fives and two, if you have to start laying up even the long hitters, his variety of shots with the wedges is why I picked Justin Thomas uh, to win the Masters this year. Uh, and without the weather, I don't think I would pick the same group, honestly. But with the with those conditions and with it kind of bringing everybody playing the same same course, even Tiger said it yesterday. He goes, you know, fifteen. A lot of times you got threes and you got sevens. He said this year I think you're going to see more fours and fives, just because everybody's playing the course the same way. Yeah, and that's where I give Justin Thomas a huge advantage. I hate not picking Shoffley. It seems like we. I always pick Shoffley. I didn't. Uh, Tony did. Tony. Tony Loudon. He's got Scheffler, Cam. A lot of Cam love. Uh, X Shoffley, and then Adam Scott as a dark horse. That's a former champion as a dark as a dark horse. So it's going to be fun. It's going to start tomorrow. I just hope the rain doesn't ruin it. But you know what would be kind of cool. Rolling over to Sayre National on Monday and having it on the big screen watching the you final couple of holes. <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing of that, all time. That did cross my mind. Yeah, that, it could that, be a Monday finish. Could could be 
finishing up on Monday. It's a very real possibility. All right, so you can still get your picks in. I'll set up that uh, the fantasy game on masters.com. Our group will be skinny on sports so we can all play along and enjoy the festivities at Augusta National. Par 3 today, and then the tournament gets started tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat. The perfect form on the free throw line. That perfectly placed spiral football. And especially those perfect grill marks on a high quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.